Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Growing Faith, the podcast from Manor House Church in the greater Portland metro area, as well as Eugene. My name is Mark Daniels. I'm the campus pastor at the Mill Plain campus of Manor House, and I am here today with my co-host and really good friend, Mr. Rick McClatchy. Good morning, afternoon, good evening, and good night. Wow. Are you done already? I didn't know. I didn't know when people are listening, so I, okay. I pulled a Truman Show right there. So. <laughs> I thought maybe you were signing off. I thought, well, that's going to be the shortest episode good we've morning. had so far. Good morning, and in case I don't see you again, <laughs> good afternoon, funny. good evening, and good night. Wow, that's a good movie. I haven't seen that in a while. Anyway, on yeah, we go. Well, <laughs> Last week, we had a chance uh, to talk about clarity, mm-hmm. and hopefully that was... Um, Good for you, and you got something out of that. This week, we are going to go back and focus again on groups. And again, just a reminder, we kind of go back and forth between care and groups in kind of the big picture of life. So today, we're going to focus a little bit more on groups. And really today, is um, our goal is to try to come alongside group leaders and to help them feel really good about what they're being asked to do, actually provide some big picture clarity Again, going back to last week, some big picture clarity on what being a group leader looks like. I think I'd probably even take it a step further and say we're actually looking to people that might be listening that maybe they've led a group before and they took a break or and they just never went back to it. Or maybe they've never done it before um, to kind of demystify, declutter some of the misperceptions or preconceived notions that might be around what it means to lead a small group. So... That would be a big piece is not just people that are already doing it because maybe they kind of already know and maybe we'll just help refine. But I think there's probably people that probably should step across that line, but haven't for fear, uh, intimidation, insecurity, whatever. I mean, we all we all got plenty of those. Right. Yeah. So if we can help define what it means to be a group leader and make it feel like it's something everybody could do, which I think is true or almost everybody. Um, then maybe people will be motivated to step into that space and provide, um, you know, group leadership, which would be awesome. So you've got three thoughts for us today. Right. Why don't you tell us what they are, and then we'll dive in. We got three things, four words. So meet, pray, and then next steps. So I, I apologize, I couldn't make the third point just one word, so I could have three words but we could make up a word and put next steps and make it one word next steps kind of like mana mana house House. oh there we go i like what you did there oh man that was clever uh but see we for our listening audience we kept it to three points because we know that i can't do more than three points in less than 20 minutes it is physically impossible we have tried folks we've tried so we simplify it down to three points so do you want me to jump in meet yeah so let's talk about meeting first and it's m-e-e-t um even though uh meat uh, m-e-a-t could be involved in the meat um so they're vegan it's they're not well you know and we try to have groups that are inclusive to all different kinds of people exactly and so so we can't say meat with an a it's meat with two e's right meat with two e's um and it may include meat with an a potentially uh, but we digress, and uh, you need to tell Mark to stop distracting me with this ridiculousness. And so, no, we want you to meet regularly with your people. Um, and and I think that it's important to say that it needs to be face-to-face. It needs to be—I've been really thinking a lot lately about how, 
you know, Jesus, one of, one of Jesus' names is Emmanuel, mm-hmm. God with us. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and it's, you know, we, the, one of the big things we celebrate about Jesus is the incarnation, the fact that God would come from his heavenly palace into a ridiculously limiting human body. Yeah. I mean, wrap your mind around that for just a minute. And, and the word, you know, incarnation, incarnate, you know, comes from meat, right? Like he put on flesh. Right. And, I, and, and I think it's significant that if the God of the universe needed to put on flesh to really connect with us the way that he saw fit, then why in the world would we be any different? Like God did not send an email. It's a good point. God did not call and leave a voicemail. He did not even Marco Polo. Okay. And so <laughs> now I, I want to say all of these tools are helpful and can augment or right. supplement Good. or complement the the actual meeting that's going on. But there has to be in the flesh, face-to-face meetings where you connect one-on-one. Well, not necessarily one-on-one, though. Those are good, too. But small group meetings where you're actually physically present. And, and you're saying meet regularly. I think everyone would define regularly a little bit different. What What do you mean by that? Well, so here at Manor House, we have uh, boiled that down to we are going to tell you weekly. Um, now, I understand that in our hyper-individualistic society, that asking somebody to do this weekly is like asking them to pull all their teeth out or something. I don't know. It's it's pretty challenging. So we do have this little buffer. Hey, we will allow two times a month. So every other week. Um, and really, just it's just a matter of practicality. If you run a group once a month and somebody gets sick or their kid threw up, you know, whatever, like they couldn't come. Well, it's two months before you see each other again and there just isn't a lot of momentum there right. isn't a lot of relational connection that actually happens so i mean I, I can't say it strongly enough weekly really should be our commitment it really is the way to go if it's possible we do recognize the busyness of life but weekly is our goal yeah we also see that when we meet weekly not only is it good for you know the face to face and all of that but it actually it actually increases the interaction that group leaders or group members have with each other outside of group time. That's right. They're seeing themselves so often, they start to really become friends, you yeah. know, and, right. and it, it builds something that grows even outside of the meeting times. Yeah, the word community actually comes from a word that actually means to have things in common. Now, because we are part of the body of Christ, we have Jesus in common. Right. So it doesn't matter what walk of life, what socioeconomic, what demographic, what, you know, like all of those, what political part of the spectrum we come from, we have Jesus in common. So we automatically have something that we can create community around. But uh, we, as we come together more regularly, we actually begin to discover what are the other things that we share in common that begin to really build that bond. Great way to think of it. Okay, so meeting regularly is a big deal. Yeah. And honestly, it's the whole purpose of group. I mean, if you're gonna pull one thing out, it would probably be that. We just wanna meet together regularly, build relationship and community as a result. Your second word, so meet was the first word. Second word is pray. Right. What What do you mean? 
So it, pray is a, it's a whole phrase. All of these are phrases. You know, meet regularly with your group. Then pray for each person in your group by name every single day. Wow. Okay. So pray for every person in your group by name daily. And the, I'm just going to say it. I think any resistance we have to this one point, maybe not, like, it should be number one, probably. Hmm. But in order for the group to exist, you have to meet, right? So sure. it actually forms a group. Because if we believe that prayer does something, that God moves in response to our prayers, goodness gracious, right. why, why wouldn't we do it more? Right. right. Um, actually, prayerlessness is a symptom of a much deeper issue, right? Mm -hmm. And so... I mean, if you're if you're leading a group, you're probably leading a group because you love people and you want them to be connected. You want them to grow. And the best thing you can do for them is to pray for them that the Holy Spirit would come and help them and lead them and guide them. Like we talked in the last episode about the clarity piece and you talked about listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Man, when somebody is praying for you, bringing you before the throne of God to say, God, help Joe. In, in whatever he's facing today, I don't even know, but God, you know. And I pray you'd give him the grace that he needs in the midst of this situation. God, in for his marriage, I pray you just help strengthen his marriage. Okay, 35 seconds, you know, I spent praying for Joe. Right. And and then a lot of times what happens as a result of that um, is, is, wow, I, I'm praying for Joe. And I'm like, oh, man, I feel like the Lord lays a scripture on my heart. Mm -hmm. So I just text him like, hey, yeah. Joe. Uh, man, uh, God really laid this vo this verse on my heart for you, and I will tell you, it's uncanny. Oh my gosh, you have no idea how timely that was. Really, even if it's not feeling particularly on point necessarily, they're just going to be thrilled. Yeah. Somebody was thinking about me today. Yeah. Somebody was praying for me today, and somebody actually feels like they heard a word from God for me today. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then maybe they're more motivated to pray and develop their relationship with God a little bit more because, wow, God, you love me enough to speak to somebody else about me. Wow. I, you know, and it all happens because we create that space and we pray for them every single day. And even if you never texted them, that, I mean, that's just a nice added benefit. God works as a result of our prayers because he says he does. Like he asks us to ask him. He sure. asks us to come boldly. So, uh, so pray for every single person in your group by name every day. That's awesome. When I think about, because I'm a group leader, I actually have a really large group, and we do meet weekly. It's made easier by the fact that we are a small group built around watching the Seahawks, who football happens every week here in the fall. So it's, it's easy that way. <clears throat> as, um, as I started to pray for them every day, my prayers were general to begin with because I didn't, I didn't know them as well. Some of them I did, not all of them. But as the group has progressed and I've spent more time with them, I start to hear their story. I'm able to pray with more knowledge, more understanding, and be a little bit more specific about what I would go to God for on their behalf. And I have found that the prayer only increases, and I find it really difficult, like forget 30 seconds. Right. It's, it's a real deal now to do, to do a lot more than that. And so I just found for myself that... Uh, the prayer is easier as time goes on because I come to know them 
and I'm able to pray with more specific kind of, of requests. So meet regularly, awesome, totally makes sense. Got to build community, spend time together, get to know each other. Pray for everyone in the group by name every day. Just spend some time yep. praying, okay? And then again, that's going to grow out of the time meeting together. Your third, your third word, it's actually two words, is next steps. So talk to us about next steps. First, I'd like to just call out that person that just sent me a message on Slack that caused my computer to ding <laughs> while we were recording this. So you're welcome for that little chime in your day. Um, it was a prayer chime. It means you're supposed to pray right now. <laughs> um, no, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about next steps. And and here's the thing, um, our big why about why we do groups here at Mana House is because we want people to develop life-giving relationships. Now, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so if we want people to have life-giving relationships and yet we don't intentionally interject a Jesus peace into the group, we can't accomplish our goal. Like we can't do the why of groups. We're just getting together and hanging out. And so there is this piece where next steps really is this call to the leader to build intentionality into their group to talk to the people about what does it mean to grow together as a community in our relationship with Jesus. Because Jesus doesn't call Lone Ranger Christians, which is why we're so passionate about groups, right? right. Absolutely. We're not Lone Ranger Christians. We are, he called, called out ones. It's, he calls us, he takes the lonely and he puts them in families. And it's a crazy answer to all of the, the crazy issues that our society has with loneliness right now is to put people in families. But those families can't be life-giving unless they're connected to the life. And so it, it's the simplest thing of, I know Mark in my group, he's, uh, he knows Jesus. He's been water baptized and, and he baptized in the Holy Spirit. And um, he knows how to budget really well, and uh, but you know what? He's uh, he's told me he's never really been very good at reading his Bible every day, and so man, he feels like this term of small groups, the Lord really laid on his heart. He wants to grow in that area of reading his Bible every day. Well, that's a great next step. Oh, absolutely. Um, maybe they maybe somebody in your group just has never learned what it is to pray. Okay, let's talk about that. Let's work through that. Let's. Let's help figure that out. And so next steps is not this big burden on the small group leader um, in the sense of like, Mark, you got to figure out what everybody's next step is. You got to lay out a plan for them and then you got to keep them accountable. For me, it's really just as simple as I go to the guys in my group. Hey, you know what, guys? Everything God creates is supposed to grow. He created you. Are you growing? And let's, and I'll talk about me too. Sure. I'll say, you know what? The area the Lord's really putting his finger on in my life is I need to be better at X, right? Like this thing is what I'm working on. And then I say, hey, this week, guys, um, you know, before we get together next Friday, uh, I want you to ask the Lord, Lord, what is my next step? Hmm. So you just push them right. to pray, push them to the, have, a, have a conversation with the Lord. Right. He's got plans for you. He'll tell you. And then come back and, and you'll be so, and, and even take notes. Sure. Like, okay, Joe, his right. next step is. Good. And then 
And then, boy, that gives you all kinds of content to pray about right. for your praying for them daily. Yeah, sure. And it's just so simple. It's, we just have to be intentional. We just have to decide this is important and I want to help people do this. And that's, I think, the stuff that's going to glue your group together. Mm -hmm. Because when people are growing in their relationship with God together, it's a game changer. I'm hearing you say <clears throat> the next steps, it's not necessarily a leadership development program. It's not that you're trying to identify who the assistant or who the host or who the next leader of the conversation or discussion should be. It might be that. Right. But but well beyond that, you're trying to look at everybody kind of as they are, just as a person, and try to walk with them through growth in their own life. And it may or may not include leadership. So I think, I think for a group leader to take that responsibility off and just say, I need to look at everyone in my group as a person and try to figure out kind of where they are and just encourage them to keep moving forward in those areas they need to grow in. I think we can do that. You do have to have a little bit of a fatherly parental eye for you females, a parental eye where you're able to see where they are, but you're not necessarily going after like some big leadership development, something or other. It just is helping people walk through life and grow as they do so. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. I mean, the truth of the matter is people typically know areas where they are weak places where they need to grow, um, but they just don't have any accountability or any encouragement to take the next step that they need to take. Yeah. So it's not even this, like I said, it's not a big burden on the small group leader to figure out what everybody's next step is. You're really just a facilitator. I was just listening to a sermon um, by a, a, a local guy in Portland here, John Mark Comer. He said, Lo love drenched accountability hmm. and I just sure he's like because accountability with no love is like a prison you know yeah. it's just terrible but love with no accountability isn't actually love either because it's not actually taking people where they need to be it's not addressing things that could potentially harm them and so I just loved that idea of love drenched accountability would be the thing that we would build into and see happen in in our small group communities in our churches. Awesome. Um, so uh, yeah, help them take their next step. Encourage them to do a little bit of silence and solitude before the Lord and say, Lord, sure. where am I supposed to grow? Maybe, maybe it's the practice of silence and solitude. That might be their next step. It might be being an, an assistant leader. Right. It might be being a, a group leader next, next time right. around. Exactly. That might be, Right. but it's not for everybody right, right now. Because they might just need to actually know Jesus. Yeah. You know, like, right. hey, I've realized I called myself a Christian my whole life. I just realized I just met Jesus for the first yeah. time. Okay, awesome. Right. Let's go. So, yeah, so meet regularly with your people. Pray for them by name every single day and help them identify and take their next steps in their walk with Jesus. Awesome. I think when you put it that way, at least what it does for me as a group leader is it frees me up to just say, okay, I can do that. I don't have to be the world's greatest apostle or the world's greatest leader. I just need to be someone who's willing to meet, to pray, and to identify next steps, and I can do that. Right. And the cool thing is those fit in, like, any kind of activity. So you can play soccer, you can have a Bible study, you can have a meal together. It's awesome. It all fits. Yeah, it does. Awesome. Thanks, Rick. That'll, My pleasure. That'll, My pleasure. That'll definitely help. Um those of you who are already leading a group and then those who are wavering, maybe 
thinking about it. My encouragement. Just do it. Oh. My, my encouragement <laughs> is exactly that. Just do that. This session sponsored in part by Nike. No, <laughs> that's funny. <clears throat> I am really grateful that you would listen today. Again, Mark and Rick, and we love you, and we want to walk with you, and that's why we do this. And so thanks for listening. I do want to say if you have feedback for us, reach out to us. My email, markd at manahouse.church. He is rickm at manahouse.church. Lastly, if you could do us a big favor and subscribe and even rate our podcast, especially for you iPhoneers who listen through iTunes, we would love that. That would help us. God bless you. Have a great week. Can't wait till next time. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs>